This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damian Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guy Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And boys, I am back. After being away for a couple of weeks, uh, you guys done a couple of shows without me. And I uh, heard that Damien is uh, aiming to take over as host of the Wellness Guy. So uh, I, have I need to step up my game a bit. Shooting high. We got up to all sorts of mischief for your ALT. It was fantastic. Yeah, Should I'm sure. I am sure you did. I, I remember actually. I was I was sort of there, guys. I was actually sort of there um, doing the interview process, but through email. I remember. Uh, I think Damien was back and forth emailing me while you were recording one of the shows. Um, I thought just you know while I was away, I, I'm, this is uh, 2014, and four months into it, I'm I'm actually got to give myself a pat on the back, guys, because uh, for the first time, I think th- I don't think I read a book in the last year or so. And in this, in this, because I always just listen to audio podcasts, and I made it a commitment to myself to re- start to read some books. And this year alone, in four months, I've read, uh, I believe, about five books already. Gee. I'm, I'm, yeah. That's, wow. I'm, I'm nice on a roll. Yeah, I'm on a English? Yeah, yeah, they're actually, no, they're like, um, you know, year three books. But hey, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my, my, my daughter's uh, home books that she brings home from school. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the Gruffalo and, uh, you know. <laughs> But you know, oh, it's so it's, it's so funny because we all have kids, so we all actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the interesting things about books, though, I I kind of miss reading a little bit after after not uh, doing it for a while. But is is that you get a whole bunch of learning and you also get some time for yourself. But I thought it'd be interesting to kind of find out how we actually learn because a lot of people think that we you know we're the gurus and we're the people who kind of know it all. But let's face the facts. Uh, you know, I think we well maybe I do, and you guys are just the gurus, and I d- definitely need to read every single day or week to uh, update my uh, knowledge. So we thought we'd do a whole podcast on the things that we are learning from, either, whether it be books through movies, podcasts, or anything else. What are we doing to upgrade our knowledge to make sure that we provide our audience, you listeners, um, the best of the best uh, each and every single week? So um, let's start with uh, Brett Hill, because I know he's an avid reader. And well, so, Brett, Brett is. Yeah, he's. I do like to read. I do you, like to you, read. You read, you're, you read uh, probably more in one year than I've had in my whole entire life. So <laughs> so tell us what you've been up to these days, Brett. Well, it's funny, because when it comes to reading, I, so, I sort of go through these three distinct phases. Like, I'll have little periods where I don't really read much at all. And then I'll have little periods where I'll get right into heaps of health and wellness books, and I'll really just dig in and go nuts and just read through you know, lots of them at once. And then I have little periods where I sort of get a bit bored of that, and I'm like, you know, it's a bit too much. I've been doing too much, and I just go, I'm just going to read some fiction stuff, and I read some completely different fiction stuff as well. So I've probably, over the last couple of months, I've spent quite a bit of time just reading some different fiction books and just really enjoying actually just having a little bit of me time, just sort of relaxing, and just spending some time just chilling out and reading and being really enjoying that. And then just recently, in the last couple of weeks, I've sort of started to get back into reading some of the health books again. So I've started to get back into a couple of different books that I'm reading at the moment. It's probably two main ones. Well, before you go on, though, I think that's interesting, isn't it? Because as you guys listen to this, too, as well, you'll get to see where our focus are. You know, like what we, what we, um, I guess are, are not just focused, but also what we value as, uh, you know, as well, because you'll see like the books I read and then you compare that to the, you know, Brett's list and then you get compared to Damien's like, they're going to be completely different. I can guarantee you. And 
and so it's going to be focused on what we're passionate about and i think that's what you should do you shouldn't read something you you don't enjoy and uh so go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah that's okay that's all right yeah absolutely i think yeah definitely i sort of yeah, I enjoy reading some fiction stuff and just sort of getting away and I guess a little bit of, you know, escapism, a little bit of relaxation, which I think is great. And yeah, I enjoy reading a lot of the health and wellness books and, and a lot of those sort of moving more into even the sort of personal development and growth and, and you know, learning sort of stuff as well because I really enjoy those. So, you know, one of the ones I'm reading at the moment is The Charge by Brendan Bouchard, mm. someone you put me on to, Lawrence Tam. Yeah. And uh, so I've just started getting into his book, which is activating the 10 human drives that make you feel alive. And that's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. He's pretty alive. He's pretty out there and, you know, a bit of a go-getter. Yes, so, uh, so I'm really enjoying that book. He's the young Tony Robbins. Yeah, he's a bit of a young, young version Tony of a Tony Robbins, yeah. He's fantastic. He's pretty good fun. And then the other one that I'm reading at the moment, which is kind of a completely different book, is The Butcher's Guide to Well-Raised Meat. <laughs> I kid you not, I've got it in front of me. And it's how to buy what's it say? How to buy, cut and cook great beef, lamb, pork, poultry and more. And it's fantastic. It's actually it's written by a couple of guys who used to be vegetarians. Oh, it's just so a picture's written by the vegan paleo, but it's, <laughs> it's not. It's a bunch of guys who used to be vegetarians and now they're butchers. But they do it all really well. So it's all about grass fed meats and healthily raised cattle and looking after them in the right way and butchering it in the right way and cooking it in the right way and it's pretty interesting. It's you are pretty- such a caveman. That's such a great. caveman. Love it. So I'm pretty into that. And so, so those are the two books I've been reading at the moment. And I sort of, I haven't really delved heaps into either of them yet. I'm just sort of getting, just getting into both of them. But I guess for me at the moment, the other way I'm doing a lot of it is actually, this sounds really bad, but a lot of what I'm doing is actually through Facebook. And so <laughs> I have a bunch of people who I follow on Facebook and they're sort of, you know, wellness experts and bloggers and, you know, people like... Mark Sisson and, um, and, you know, even just some of the smaller sort of bloggers in and around, you know, Adelaide and Australia and stuff. And, and so I follow them on Facebook and they'll just share really interesting articles and they might be from, you know, the Huffington Post or they might be from, you know, a, a, some newspaper over in Europe or, you know, all different places all over the world. You know, they find kind of cool stuff. And the great thing about that is you've kind of got all these other experts sharing really cool stuff that they've found and you kind of get quite a broad, I guess, depth of different interesting information and you know, articles and research and, and all sorts of different stuff that way as well. So I kind of quite enjoy just looking through that and finding interesting articles and research and just, you know, just picking at bits of that way as well, mm. which is kind of an easy way to get lots of information. And, and it's almost like already filtered for you. It's like people you kind of know and trust have already filtered it out and found the good stuff for you. And then you just get to sort of pick through it, which is really nice. Well, one is, well, you know, before we go on to Damien, but like, um, you know, from those two books, is there like a couple of highlights that you can kind of share with us so that, uh, that our listeners can get some learning from maybe one of those two books, like how to cut a meat properly, <laughs> how to cut a cow or, <laughs> I, or a kangaroo? I haven't really got into the bits about how to cut the meat properly. Okay. What I've been reading at the moment is more about just the, the benefits of grass-fed meats mm. and, and how much healthy they are. You know, the, the difference between an, a healthy animal versus an unhealthy animal. I mean, it sounds so logical when you say it like that, doesn't it? But, but there's there is a pretty significant difference between an animal that's well raised, it's you know fed on grass, it's not fed bucket loads of antibiotics, it's not you know injected with all sorts of weird hormones and stuff, and so just the benefits of that in terms of your health and how you know meat when done properly can actually be really healthy for you. It can be a health food. It's got lots of it's, you know, important nutrients and fats and omega threes and all those sort of things in it if you do it right. Mm. And so uh, so that's I guess the information from that. Um, the charge book. I'm trying to think. I I haven't picked that one up for probably a week or two now because I've been travelling a little bit as well. In a way, I'm trying to remember what I got out of that. But I mean, really, that's just about how to get the most out of your life. It's about how to figure out what it is that you want to do, uh, and sort of really just you know narrow in on that and figure out how to 
you know, how to go through the 10 human drives, figure out, you know, how to motivate yourself and keep yourself on track to achieving what it is you want to achieve. So, hmm. um, yeah. He had that, a, he had a, his story is about, um, Brendan Bouchard had a story of where I think he almost died in a car crash yeah, and, and taking exactly. that, that point in his life and it really just woke, woke him up. And I think he was only in his early 20s um, when that happened. And he basically, you know, from that accident, it shifted him and shifted him and realized that, you know, did, did I make a difference in life? And did I, you know, did I sort of uh, create... Um, did I love? Did, did I, I love? Yeah, did it matter? And then those are, those are three questions he asked himself over and over again, and that's sort of uh, you know created his, his empire. Really, he's he's doing absolutely amazing stuff and helping a lot of amazing people too as well. So, which is and really showing cool. other people how to help amazing people as well, which is pretty cool too. Mm. So, Damien Christoph. So uh, obviously, you've been a busy man, and uh, it'd be pretty tough for you to uh, grab a book. And but, what are you listening to? What are you learning from? And who are you learning from? Well, boys. I actually just looked at the time into this podcast and we're eight and a half minutes in and I haven't said a word, which is amazing because that's, that's so some beautiful. sort of record, Damien. Yeah, because we had to balance you out because you spoke so much in the last two podcasts, I'm sure. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I was actually just wondering, oh, gee, this is actually quite an interesting podcast listening to these two boys. So, uh, but I've, uh, I have been very busy um, and I often find when I'm busy that I tend not to focus on much else other than what I'm doing at a particular point in time. So I find it difficult to really hone in on one particular book because my mind is kind of, you know, chasing and doing lots of different things. And so I look for different subject matters. So I've actually got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books on the go at the moment. And, <laughs> that doesn't uh, sound like you, Damien. Right, can, you, can you believe that? Oh, no. Actually, it's and you, and I, let me guess. You, you read, read the title. You posting on Facebook, Lawrence. <laughs> what was that? You read them while posting on Facebook, don't you? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, I usually, well, I, yeah, no. Nah, well, it's funny because, it's funny that you say that because often when I'm on Facebook, and I know this might be a little bit too much information, but I, uh, often I'm on the throne. And, uh, oh, and no, that is just wrong. <laughs> but well, that's one of the books I'm reading at the moment. It's the called The Bathroom stuff. Guest Book, right? Please sign while sitting down, right? And so... <laughs> In here it says, welcome to my bathroom, the date of the visit, the time of the visit, you've got to talk about, you know, all the, I love this little book, it's funny anyway. So that's one book. I'm still being and you, and you wonder why, you know, Damien Christoph talks about poo all the time. You've got to bring poo into the conversation. You know, what do we, you know, it's a lot of fun, isn't it, really? But I've actually gone into looking at a couple of biographies, and, uh, and, and which I've really enjoyed. So one of the biographies I'm reading is, uh, is Shane Warne's. One one of one we written on him was Gideon Haig wrote one on Warn, um, which I've really liked. I've in, I've enjoyed that. And you so might want to expand for our So I started reading about Ian Fraser. Like, if you don't know who Ian Fraser is, he used to be the uh, the treasurer for you know the, um, the the mint, and he used to sign all the banknotes. And so that's really um, really quite interesting. Just for um, people there, the international Jack, audience. Jack Dyer book, right? What's that? I just want to make sure the international audience know who Shane Warren is. He's an cr- Australian cricketer. Just, oh, yes. Yeah. And then finding Jack Dyer, which he's a Richmond Grey, Captain Blood. And, um, and so just a couple of different biographies that I've really enjoyed reading. Um, there's an, an autobiography that I've been reading as well by a guy by the name of Josh Wood. Have you, got, you guys would have heard of Josh Wood. He's the quadriplegic who, um, through chiropractic care, um, and very intensive physiotherapy, he managed to uh, walk again. And um, he had a, a snowboarding accident. He was um, doing some stunts, missed his uh, his mark, and broke his neck and severed ninety oh, percent yeah. of his neck. Wow. Um, and uh, and he he's actually now walking. Um, he does use a wheelchair from time to time, but 
when he signed this book for me, um, he was you know standing, looking really well. Josh is great. I used to look after Josh from time to time in my old practice where I used to live in. And uh, that book's called Relentless, and that's um, that's fantastic. So he's really he's you know really cool. I love that book. It's actually quite a. I find that a bit more engaging, actually. Um, I'm reading Ticklish by uh, Dr. Jen Baron Floriani. Um, I'm enjoying that too because that just kind of brings me back into my practice too. So it, it helps me just focus on the children that I'm seeing and maybe some of the strategies that I could use to assist parents in helping children with, you know, I suppose excess energy. You know, so. Um, you know, t- I'm finding ticklish, you know, interesting again to read. Um, and the other one is the making of men. So I'm reading that, which is helping me understand more about uh, how I can help Jackson be a better bloke. You know, so as Jackson goes from you know 13, moving to 14, moving through that teenage, you know, impressionable years, um, I found that this has been a particular, particularly good book by Dr. Arne Rubenstein, and I've really enjoyed that book too. Is there any, uh, from that last book there you mentioned, I think that's a pretty interesting topic, especially, you know, coming from the Wellness Guys. Is there, you know, one thing that you can remember that was helpful, that was interesting to share? Um, look, I, I've actually, I think as your boy, and for those of you listening to this, as, you, as your boy gets older um, and you start to read these books, you actually can start to see the behaviors that, you know, the author will write about. And the whole thing about this is, you know, raising boys to be happy, healthy, and successful. That's the, the you know, the punchline to this particular book. And it feels like I'm I'm doing a pretty good, uh, you know, job at it. But but you can kind of see there's areas that your child's doing well in, and areas that your child's not doing well in. I I, I don't know whether or not many you know kids that are doing exceptionally well in every single facet. You know, there's there's lags and and you know parts where boys will just go, you know, brilliantly, but. Um, what this book does really well is it talks about case studies and it, it, it picks out case studies um, about the different types of skills and behaviours that certain types of successful um, boys will display in different environments. And so you can kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, so if this particular situation happens, you want your boy to behave in this particular way and these are the ways in which you can coach him to do such a thing. Mm, so, cool. Damo, I've got a question for you. As yeah. you've gone through that book, have yep. you noticed like anything there where you feel like maybe, and I mean, none of us had the perfect childhood, I mean, it's probably not possible, but have you noticed anything there where you've maybe felt like maybe you didn't quite get one aspect of that for your childhood? And like, there's, has there been stuff there that you felt like you could use on yourself personally as well as using with your son, Jacko? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's actually a little bit confronting when you read it and, you know, you kind of, you think of how you actually handle social situations and you and mm. I have gone back and looked at different situations where I've been in and I've behaved in a particular way and I thought to myself, oh, where did I learn to behave like that? And then you, mm. you, when you read this book, it actually shows you that you would have learned that behavior at this particular age and this is how you might have learned a different behavior. So, and look, I suppose nothing's right or wrong, like you said, Brito, um, but what the, the way in which this book helps you um, score your ability to cope in certain situations is by working out a personal identity scale. And I find that really fascinating that there's um, healthy family relationships as a, as a marker, good physical health as a marker, key foundation of life skills as markers, um, and so on and so forth. So, you know, really, I've really, I'm enjoying this book. It's good. Mm, excellent stuff. That's awesome stuff. It's great to see that, you know, you, you got a, a different variety of types of books as well, just as Brad too as well. And, and you know, obviously... 
you know, by observing that, you know, I mean, you, you got like seven books on the go, which is obviously, <laughs> I don't know how you keep track of that, but um, it's interesting <laughs> to see how your diversity in terms of your interest levels as well, which is pretty much you, like, you know, knowing you for the last uh, four or five years, like that's what you you are. You're like multi-knowledgeable in everything. Um, <laughs> and so you just got that type of brain. And, uh, and it's amazing how you also read is exactly the same way as you, who you really are. So it's cool. Hey, LT, just before I go on to ask you what you're actually into at the moment, I'm actually also, I've just, I've watched the movie Doctor. Have you guys, bought, you boys watched that yet? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I actually I, haven't seen the whole movie, actually. No, I haven't. I'll well, be one of my best mates, his name is Lawrence Tam, he actually gave me this. And, hmm. um, and it's, uh, it's a great movie, Doctor. And um, it talks about, um, you know, it talks about, basically about how, Mainstream medicine has really had a good dig at chiropractic, and uh, and it, it's a fabulous book. Uh, not a book; it's a fabulous movie showing people um, in black and white, really, or in color, um, how um, food and medicine and healthcare has all been manipulated by the pharmaceutical industry. I, actually, I found it. I don't know, it sounds a bit conspiracy theorist sort of thing, but I think it's been it's a really good thing to open your mind up to. It's mm. cool, LT. Yes, sir. What have you been into? What are you reading? Oh, What's you making know, you super knowledgeable at the moment? You know, for me, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm in transition at the moment in terms of my career. Like I just uh, left practice um, as a chiropractor a couple of months ago, and uh, transitioning to you know sort of more as a coach and a consultant, so and a mentor. And so one of the the things that I've been looking at is um, changing the way I do things in my life, and also how my brain's going to need to function a little bit differently than the day to day things. So you know, a, a lot of some of your books is mostly, you know, you guys are doing a lot of health and wellness stuff. And mine is about just sort of getting my head straight. And uh, and that's why, I, you know, focus a lot on mindset stuff. So one of the guys I, I focused a lot on is uh, I, well, I was in the States uh, a couple months back, a couple months. And I uh, picked up a book by for John Wooden. John Wooden is one of the greatest uh, basketball coach in uh well, ever, but he actually coached for UCLA and uh, in the 1960s sort of and 70s. And he actually won 10 national championships, uh, which is unheard of for any team, let alone a uh, college basketball team uh, at that type of level, because you're changing players every single, you know, every three years or so, right? Because not having a team of franchise and legacy. So, you know, for him to be able to coach all those players and still be able to consistently win for 10, 10 national cha- championships um, over a span of his career was absolutely amazing. And the book was basically called uh, A Game Plan for Life, which is the power of mentoring. And he talks about mentorship. And I just want to bring this up because he, one of the things he talks about was, um, you get bringing young players in. One of the first things he did was was you know everybody's all anticipated to want to actually you know be coached by him, and he pulled all these young players, these rookies that came in for the first year, and they pulled them in the dressing room, and he started basically by teaching them how to tie their shoes. And you'd be thinking like you know these are all great high school players, and they all think like what do I need to learn how to tie my shoes? And he and he goes on and it, and. And he explains that if your socks and shoes aren't properly fitted, your foot will slide in your shoe during practice that will lead to blisters. Then, you know, from blisters, you won't practice. And if you won't practice, you won't play. If you're not in the game, it's tough to be successful. And so I get that, Lawrence. I get that because I actually only learned how to tie my shoes properly late last year. Yeah. I've actually been doing it wrong my entire life. Because <laughs> you haven't had That's shoes. because you never had shoes since last year. I, I had to go to YouTube to figure out how to do it properly and to learn it. I've been doing it wrong the whole time. I actually Come did. 
at 33 years of age, I'll let her tie my shoes probably. How that? <laughs> I'm going to have to go check fault. out just that's, to make sure. That's your mom's fault. That's what that is. <laughs> no, but it's so interesting though, isn't it? That whole thought about, you know, doing the fundamentals. And I thought I bring it back to wellness. And so a lot of us, you know, try to do what the latest thing is. The You know, the, the next thing we got to do or the greatest exercise or whatever. But we forget about just building the foundations on the fundamentals and, yeah, you know, absolutely. and the fundamentals are so key, you know, doing the right things. And, you know, we've been hashing through this over the last couple of years on these podcasts, you know, just eating really clean fruit and, and, you know, doing the great exercise and having a great mindset. All those three things are sort of the fundamentals. And yeah, there's fine tuning of each one of those, but by doing them on a regular basis is what sort of builds that foundation. So, you know, I just thought I'd just share that insight. Uh, another book I've been reading, um, the greatest business decisions of all time. Uh, just talked about Apple's, Ford, IBM's, Apple's. I think Samsung was in there too for for you, Brett. Mike Green would have been there. Do you, sure. know, do you notice Apple came up twice then? Don't yeah, you? Apple was in there twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Apple was one and then Apple was... was yeah, this. then it was Steve Jobs and then it was Apple, yeah. Actually, I was pretty impressed with Samsung. But this other book I just literally just finished, um, it was called Relentless, which was interesting because you had a book called Relentless too as well. And uh, this is from... It's called... Uh, it's by Tim Grover and it was from Good to Great to Unstoppable. And he talks a lot about... He was um, the coach... Oh, he was a... a, a sort of a personal trainer, I guess. And he trained Michael Jordan, uh, which is one of the greatest basketball players uh, of all time. And uh, he also trained Kobe Bryant and all this stuff. He talks about people the, that are different, not just great. He didn't. He doesn't want to train great people. He just want to train people who actually want to build a legacy, you know. So Michael Jordan won six uh, NBA championships and this guy never stopped. And what was the interesting things about... Um, that I thought was interesting to, to learn from is these guys, the players that he's talking about who are relentless, quote unquote, are people who after finishing a game, they will still go to practice. Like, you know, practice after the game. They're, they're, they're you know, once they won one championship, they're thinking about the next one. So it's not about just like living on the glory of winning something. It's about what's the next mountain to climb. And those are, they're different types of people um, with a certain type of mindset um, to, to be like that. And uh, I just thought it, it was a pretty cool book. And it was a great book to kind of look at the insights of how uh, some of these athletes worked and, and how their mindset functioned. But from a uh, business perspective, I've actually told because I'm changing my life, I actually wrote, read a book called Remote, Office Not Required, basically how to work remotely with just the computer and anywhere in the world. So that was pretty cool. And uh, well already, you do that very well. Yeah, I'll definitely try to do that more Except often. when you're in New Zealand, by the way. Just, uh, you know. I actually decided to take a, a 48-hour unplug to myself yeah, no, to, uh, you, to just unplug because I realized I was, uh, you know, not addicted, but I was definitely plugged in the get, whole time. Do you get some, like, DTs, Lawrence? Do you have a little bit of a tremor going on or are you okay? <laughs> I was okay. I, I did uh, – it, it was pretty tough, let me tell you, but it's uh, – it, it was it was – it was insightful to to be able to just let everything go by and uh, and then saw my the count of my emails that came through the next after two days of not checking emails and all these people trying to uh, get get a hold of me and uh, that needed immediate response you know so but I, I learned something is that oftentimes that people you know when you check your emails the first thing in the morning um, and the last thing you go to bed it's you're running on other people's time and uh, rather than your own so it's pretty insightful to to be able to just not let let that happen. And um, so I'm trying to do more. So I'm actually reading this book called How to Become a Productivity Ninja. Uh, how to Worry <laughs> Less, Achieve More, and Love What You Do. And it's uh, it's pretty That's cool. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously, like, uh, you know, when I, I can only read at nighttime because uh, I can sit still. But most of the time, I'm actually listening to things. So, so I'm listening to a lot of different podcasts. Uh, my good mentor, uh, Dan Sullivan, 10X Talks. And um, there's a, a podcast, actually a, a course that I actually took um, from Creative Live, which is called The Art of Doing Less. 
uh, or le- the art of less doing. And this is an interesting guy. He he actually had Crohn's disease, uh, which we all kind of know that it's a uh, in, it's an incurable disease. But he actually um, cured himself from Crohn's disease, um, or nice. it's in remission. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And one of the things um, you'd be interested in this demo, it's that uh, he cured cured Crohn's disease or quote unquote uh, in remission simply by reducing his stress levels. Uh, and um, basically he was so, um, you know, focused on his life is like, you know, checking emails and everything else. Um, it was getting to him that he basically cut down his, his, his task and the things that he needed to do. And in, he basically trained and he was, uh, he's good friends with Ben Greenfield, uh, we yeah. are, which who we've interviewed uh, on, on yeah. the Guy show. And so uh, I took on, on Dave Aspie, which is the Bulletproof guy. And uh, so he's taken a lot, taken a lot of wellness stuff, but also a lot of productivity stuff to kind of cut down a lot of the work that he does. And interesting enough, you would think that people who are productivity managers, um, will check their emails only like say once a day you know we talked to tim ferris before and you know check one he actually checks it like 16 times a day so but the key things is that you know he his whole work is based on email so he doesn't mind checking it like say for example you know a couple minutes here and there because he needs to answer at those times but he actually reduces the amount of email clutter that comes through because by removing emails that he shouldn't be getting you know by putting filters on his gmail for example that says anything that comes from an unsubscribe um, type of email goes to a, a folder that he doesn't actually have to check unless he wants to, or he gets other workers to check his emails for him, things like that to actually reduce the amount of clutter and uh, and just focus on the task at hand. Um, is, which I thought that was feels good to me. That feels really good to me. You know how when we interviewed Tim and he said, you know, check check your emails you know, was it once a day or twice a day, polar ends of the day. Mm. That was hard. Like I couldn't do it because I knew that I would have a massive backlog of emails. So for me, I've got to try and keep on time. I like, was it Dan Sullivan that said that? No, it's a guy, this, his name is Ari, uh, I'll figure out his last name, but he, he, The Art of Less Doing, I think that's the... The, the Art of Less Doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ari Mizell, Ari Mizell. Um, and honestly, it was just a great little course. And you can go to Creative Live. Um, I don't get affiliation or anything. Go to Creative Live, and it's just a great course. It was all done in video, and then you can actually transform it to audio later. And um, it's just great stuff. And he talks a lot about wellness too. Um, and it, this is interesting. We should actually get him on the show because he talked about how um, he used to be like a, a triathlon, a triathlete, sorry. And um, he used to do, do a whole bunch of stuff. And now he he basically minimized the amount of exercise that he has to do. And he talks about that. From a wellness perspective, he's he's saying that you only really have to keep up your cardiovascular type of um, heart rate up once every ten days to get the maximum effect. Anything more than that, you 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 know, it's not gaining you anything more. So he's really kind of worked it down to that level. Um, That's like Ben Greenfield sort of approach, too. Yeah, and he basically worked it down to like almost. He has this thing called he does a four minute Tabata, right? That's what Tabata is based on. But one exercise for for four minutes, um, and basically just do it, but hardcore. And um, I did it the other day. It was awesome. Like I did, um, I did, uh, what did I do? Um, what's that? What's that? What did you just do uh, for Forge Challenge? Well, um, burpees. Yeah, burpees. I did a four-minute burpee. It was freaking killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was dying. But yeah. uh, he was just saying like, you know, first couple rounds, yeah, you know, if, if you don't know what it's about, it's basically 20 seconds and then 10-second rest. 20 seconds, hardcore, and then 10-second rest. And, you know, usually most people can do that first two and go, oh, that's not too bad. When you hit about four, you're kind of hitting the wall. <laughs> and then you're just trying to just keep up in the last uh, last <laughs> little bit. But that four-minute, it was pretty powerful. And I, I want to try that and just sort of see. And, and uh, for him, like he, I don't know if this is, like this is just his stuff. This is not my suggestion, but his stuff. He just works once. He works out once a month, twenty minutes <laughs> once a month. Uh, yeah, seriously. How and does it go so, with you, wow. brother? How does that make you? Yeah. Feel? How does that? What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a lot. I don't think no, that's, it's not. Uh... <laughs> it's not. It's not. I, I guess it depends what you want as well. Like, it's like, are you sort of figure out how little you can get away with doing, or are you sort of figure out, well, what's the, you know, what's the optimum amount to do to be performing at your absolute best? So it's right. kind of, and it depends on how you, you know, how you're measuring that output. Like, what's what's he measuring to see whether it's sustaining him or not? I don't just off the cuff. Like to me, it sounds like it's probably not enough. I mean, if you think about. You know, from a from a paleo perspective, you know, if you think about what we would have done previously, I don't think we were necessarily hitting the gym. You know, doing the equivalent of hitting the gym every single day. I think if you look at tribal cultures, they often have days where they lounge around and don't do a lot, but they have other days where they're pretty active and and active on a pretty consistent basis. I mean, if you were a hunter gatherer only hunting once a month, you'd probably be in a bit of trouble. Well, he he was saying like you know what he's saying is that twenty minutes is like really intense exercise. Right. And I mean, like he, he fully agrees. I mean, he's got a kid. So he said he calculated he's probably like squatting like probably 80 times a day yeah. in a sense because he's got to squat and pick this up, squat and pick this up. So he's like he's doing active stuff, but not at that high cardiovascular or strength, yeah, yeah. you know, intensity. Um, and he's just saying, you know, to maintain the fitness that he has uh, working at 20 minutes. It was just an interesting concept anyway. So but well, I think it's it's worthwhile to think about from a productivity standpoint for us is because we live in such a busy world is how can we improve ourselves in terms of doing less um, with the thing that we got. I mean, technology is fantastic, yeah. but if we don't utilize it to the best of our ability, then it actually is wasting, uh, causing us to waste time. Well, I think yes. that concept's really important that you can you can actually get a lot of your exercise by incorporating stuff into your daily living. You know, it's just into your activities of daily living. You know, it's just that simple stuff, isn't it? Like just taking the stairs instead of taking the lift. You know, you're getting some exercise. It's not really costing you any extra time. Mm. Um, and you're just incorporating it into your life. Yeah, and making movement part of your exercise. I mean, you know, now that I'm not, I don't practice, one of the things that I've got myself into now is sitting in front of a computer, and that is killer. Like, it's just like, I, you know, I have to stand up now. I actually literally go down to a restaurant close by to me, and because they have one of those, it's, it's a bar, and it's, it's sort of like, a, not a bar, but they have like a, a table that actually stands up. <laughs> so actually, on yeah, yeah, on, on water. Lifestyle. <laughs> Sparkling water. <laughs> and uh, it's like literally plot my computer on there, and so I'm standing, so and I can just do my work on, on a standing desk, or, you know, and uh, it's... It's just one of those things is changing the way you do things uh, to help you improve uh, your life. Is, yeah, is that one? Yeah, it's uh, the breakwater. Really? It looks right over in the ocean, uh, sort of on the harbor of Hillary's Boat Harbor. It's fantastic. Well, guys, listen, I hope you got a lot out of that. And we got a whole bunch of list of books that you can try and listen and, uh, and some couple of podcasts we kind of mentioned or a couple of courses you can go to or even some movies to, to check out as well. Um, and uh, I think that that's helpful for all of us to kind of do and, and to do more of by learning more from other people. Because, I mean, the great people are out there and they've written books on it. So why rehash it and try to figure it yourself when and we can just follow someone else. So hope you enjoy this podcast. Go to our facebook.com um, slash wellness guys or the wellness couch we're releasing the um you know of the hopefully the dates of the wellness summer would have been released by by the time this podcast goes live so make sure you go check that out and uh, share this podcast with a friend and family and other strangers you think that needs a wellness update subscribe to us on itunes while you're there and give us leave us a five-star rating and leave a comment on itunes there until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show Hi, Lawrence Tamir from The Wellness Guy Show and the Inside the Champion's Mind. The Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2014 for not only one, but two days of powerhouse wellness with your favorite wellness couch host and Australian's wellness elite. Join us at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16th and Sunday, August 17th for inspirational, educational, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Regular tickets are $297, but for strictly limited time, we have 150 seats available for just $247. 
Hurry up, because the first 150 tickets when we went on sale sold out in 48 hours. So be quick. Join us at the two-day live event that will change your life forever. Tickets now are on sale at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.